up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. Hey, y'all, y'all just see this shit Kyle Shanahan said he like five quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, I thought I saw five players. It's five quarterbacks, he said? I thought it was five quarterbacks. This nigga, don't, quarterbacks. this nigga don't know what he wants. I'm convinced. Shit, he don't know what he nah, wants. Nah, he wants Mac. Man, this is getting ridiculous. Let's go ahead and draft Cousins 2.0. Get that shit over. He said he wants Mac in the front office and the scouts want Trey Lance. Please let that nigga draft Mac. That'd be crazy, man. I'd love it. Please. That'd be crazy. Their fan base is... So worried that they're about to take Mac Jones. What what do Bean Single say? Is, that, is Mac Daddy Young Scrappy? No, he ain't the OG gangster. Yes, I is. <laughs> <laughs> young Beans. <laughs> and we call Mac Jones Young Bean. That would be fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, that's apparently that's all it is. Like the final, they're they're just split. He wants <laughs> Mac Jones. Front office wants Trey Lance. He, he listening wants- to pops. We going He is. He's definitely listening to his dad. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's no reason for you to be drafting Mac Jones over Trey Lance, man. Based <laughs> on how we do drafts at every position, his uh, arm isn't stronger. He's not bigger. Like, what does he do better than him? Throw to the fucking best receiving group. And if imagine Trey Lance at Bama. Oh my God, Bruh. Imagine Justin Fields at Bama, man. Yep. But you know what they would say about that? If Fields was there or Lance, they'd be like, well, you know, he has all the wide. They wouldn't talent. say what they, right. you know what I'm saying? It'd have been all talent. Oh, they're always open. Mm-hmm. You know how that shit go. <laughs> I'm just That's glad crazy. it's draft week, man. We got to get this shit over with. This has been entirely too fucking long to process. Right. I feel like this shit dragging even more because of COVID. Yeah, right? This shit. So I feel like yeah. we've been talking about the draft for a year. Almost a year, I feel like. I saw some shit today. I didn't even. It it was once. I think Reunion Walker wrote a story about us today. I was like, you know what? I'm not. It's just the same shit. Right. Like there's there's nothing you can tell me now. And remember the shit we were talking about last time. No one seems to know what we're doing. (laughs) I love it. You you seen the shit in the standing? um, I think standing had like a draft notes. Hmm. And one of the bullet points was that the whole league, everybody just doesn't know what Washington wants to do. God, I love that. Oh, that's music to my ears, man. Mm. Only person that seems to have a clue is Khan, man. I know I still need to listen to Khan's pod from yesterday. Yeah, there's some interesting notes in the beginning. Interesting notes, man. Like, he even, he mentioned running back. Hey, you man. Keep, you keep that ball? Hey, that's one of my, um, yeah. Who's I this was, now? He mentioned, he mentioned, like, them, them possibly taking a running back earlier than people think. Russell had Jim Nagy on, and some kind of way, for some reason, they started talking about the running back from Carolina, Michael Carter. He's a perfect change of pace with Antonio Gibson. He's, he's just, he just kept saying, perfect fit. Perfect fit to pair with Gibson. And you got McKissick. Oh my, he's like, oh, my God, I'd love it. I'd love it if Washington made that move for Michael Carter. Shit made me think, like, well, damn, we do need a running back. So, shit, you never know. You can't turn around great, great playmakers, dog. If he's a BPA in the third round, why not? Sure. Right. I, I mean, I think that if they do that, I think that one of the reasons they would go with that route is because they want to do a little bit more with Gibson, what we thought they would do last year, which is move him around. Mm-hmm. And if you get somebody in like the third round, somebody that could be not the lead back, but somebody who could play in the backfield a lot, then you can move 
Gibson around, throw more looks. You know, it's just I mean, another wrinkle in the offense. Rivera yeah. might just be trying to get his combo like he had with uh, D'Angelo and Jonathan Stewart. Remember, he had that one-two punch in Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So, but also, also, it's one of those things where because of the way they approach the offseason, they can draft whatever they want. Whatever they want, Cliff. Like, we don't have to draft a tackle. We don't have to draft a linebacker. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can just go, let's see how the draft goes. I think we're about to see a lot of surprises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, who the fuck knows what's going to happen in 19? <laughs> Seriously. And that Justin Fields note from time kind of mm. caught me off guard. What did he say? Because remember, the whole time they've been always saying we were in on Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Kime was like, nah, I don't see them moving up for Lance. Not going to happen. Name to keep an eye on is Fields. Well, you remember in the presser that Rivera and Mayhew had, the main thing they kept harping on was we prefer quarterbacks, you know, coming out of college that played a lot of games. Em- emphasis on a lot of games. Who of those quarterbacks played the most games would be Fields. Would yeah. be Lance. So, hey. Did y'all hear Peter King today say that he doesn't believe I don't know if he has any sources behind this. I mean, it's Pete King, so it probably does that we're not moving up for any quarterback. Stan Pat. I want he, says we're not, he says we're not moving up for any quarterback? He says we are not moving up for quarterback. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think so. For all we know, dog, like I've been telling y'all, somebody could just drop. Like, they do this draft hype and all that shit about QBs going one, two, three, four, five. That shit don't happen like that, man. Like, you get the draft night. <laughs> that's when shit just starts changing, bro. Then you see people like Lamar Jackson sitting in the dra- in the green room till pick 31, 32 and shit. Like, right. You never Plus, that's all these fucking people talk about leading up to the draft is quarterback. They seemingly do it for clicks for real because that's mm-hmm. what drives the draft conversation. That's why they be blown when there's not like a top QB or QBs to talk about. They don't just make a QB up. That's how the fuck we end up with Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> like, sure, no, no, like, no bullshit. If there's no QB to talk about, they'll just invent one. Blake Bortles. Like, where did you come from? Well, shit, that's how the Davis Mills train has now started. They talking about, yeah, he can yeah. go into the first round and shit. Like, nigga, I'm like, fuck out of here. Hit him with the pole. Fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, Paul, let's get, it. let's get into it. Oh, All right, let's go. On our last podcast, we talked about quarterbacks. So let's talk about... um other skill position players and with other positions in general about where they could be looking to draft come Thursday night for the sake of this conversation, for the sake of this podcast, we'll just leave out trades up, trade down. We'll just stick to the draft board as we have it right now. So let me start with asking you guys this before I get to who you think they'll pick in 19. I want to ask you, is there somebody that you hope falls to them in 19 that you don't think is a real realistic, like they might, drop a few spots but maybe not to 19 but is there somebody in that mold like you think man if he failed 19 this would be great that'd be a great pickup sprint to the podium make the pick justin fields man Mm. like if we could get fields at 19 which seems pretty much impossible to me that's the second best qb in this draft Mm -hmm. if you can get the second best qb in the draft at 19 you can't really ask more if we were able to get or QB in the future without even moving up. Obviously, the other guy would be um, Michael Parsons. I know that's y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> like them, them nutcases out here. <laughs> but yeah, if, if someone like Parsons, like an elite talent, like I feel like our roster is at a point where forget needs. 
keep adding high-end players. I don't care what position they make. Like, obviously, there's some redundant positions on the roster. Like, obviously, you don't draft the DN. Right. Right? But mm. if we can keep adding high-end talent, then I don't really care, you know what I'm saying, what position you do or that. No, I'm with you on that, Cliff. Like, I mean, dream case scenario, of course, would have one of those quarterbacks fall to us, whether it be Fields or Lance, like – not having to give up any assets and quarterback is right there in your lap for the future. Of course, best case scenario would be for the quarterback to fall to 19, but to piggyback on what you said, obviously Parsons would be my number two, but my other one who was like, I narrowed down my left tackle, Christian Darisaw, who I just had my eyes on for months. I just felt like he was going to be there at 19. And now I'm just like, the more I think about it, I'm just like, there's no way in hell he's going to make it to 19 because it's so many teams in front of us that need to tackle. Yeah. Whether you go from Minnesota to the Raiders, like, Obviously, Sewell and Slater were the top two of the people we're talking about. But now, over these last couple of weeks, it just seems like Darisol has been climbing the charts. So, if I had to say one that I hope would fall at nine a quarter, I could probably be Christian Darisol. Clifford mentioned mine. I mean, I'm going to say Michael Parsons. I know that he has a list of uh, red flags. I, I read part of that uh, story on him. There was like five bullet po- points, and each bullet point was worse than the last one. I'm not going to get into that. By the way, <laughs> you didn't hear any of this shit with Gross Tomatoes last year, and he was in, that, in on that shit as well. So, that name sounds very familiar. Hold on, he had drafted. That's last the year. difference, though. He's you not the like you're not a name. People hey, thought Parsons would stand for top ten. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. It was, it He's was with the like, Panthers. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Gross yeah, bro, Second round pick last year yeah. with the Panthers. He yeah. was also on that on that list of people that was in on that bullshit. The third Bama, I guess, was so bad he got kicked out of school. Or he, I guess he just ended up being the, the fall guy. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't there, so who knows. But there was a lot of fucking going around, and it wasn't just all on Parsons. I'm not saying that absolves him from the red flags. He was, definitely has uh, a questionable character to be involved in some bullshit like that, if it was true. But a high-end talent, the best defensive player in the draft possibly, fills a need for sure, can do a lot of things to your defense. I think that there's some questions about what he can do in coverage because he wasn't asked to do that at Penn State much. There's questions about his instincts because he just relied on his athleticism. But, hey, man, you have two really great linebacker coaches. Find a way to get him to maximize his potential. That being said, I don't think he's going to be there. I think that too many teams will roll dice on him. But if you were a fall 19, again, sprint to the podium. That's the pick. 100%. Well, well, y'all have been seeing them rumors about the opt-out players. That they think opt-out players are going to fall. Parsons like is an opt-out player with character red flags. I would not be shocked if that guy fell. That is the kind of player that does fall. That Nick Sa- I don't know if y'all peep that Nick Saban clip. Nick Saban was saying what he says to his players, like, like his college players ahead of the draft. There's and players and there's butt players. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Let's say, you know, corner. Great, um, great ball skills. Great athleticism, great hips, and a student graduated, loves football, et cetera, et cetera. Sounds like same my kind of player. player. Right, same player, but Problem. domestic violence dispute, <laughs> DUI. The truth is, like, when all shit is even, or if you're only marginally better, especially now, maybe not 10 years ago, because the league didn't really care 10 years ago. Right. Now, that shit is not like when it comes down to it, you might get chosen over. I just can't see Ron taking them. I know I, I agree with you on that. It seems like they've done uh, a concerted effort to weed out some of the red flag players in this locker room. 
By the mm-hmm. way, did y'all see that clip from this morning that Ron Rivera had to scream at one of the players saying some bullshit like this is how we used to do it last year? I was like, what were y'all motherfuckers? Three and 13? Yeah. Let, let me know if you want to keep doing it like the way old old Gruden had you doing it last year. I'll, I'll ship your ass out of here quick, fast, in a hurry. The one of them said that, Ron should have been like, everybody get on the goal line. Damn, dog. Damn, dog. We in high school. Hey, Cliff, I mean, you, you coming over 313 record talking about coach. We didn't do it like this last year. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you did last year. It's a re- that's why I'm here. What you can't you have about? these niggas out here running gassers, dog. <laughs> like, are you kidding? I'm sorry, Cliff. I'm sorry. Imagine. Remember how blown yep. you used to be about gassers in high oh school, man? Oh, my God. Especially, especially, one your, someone, especially when one of your teammates did some fuck shit. Did some dumb shit. Just like, why did you say that, dog? Uh-huh. I remember they used to have, um, coach used to be like, he used to say some shit like, y'all good now with some shit? He used to be you know, this one dude all the time be like, nah. The coach would be like, get back on the line. It's like, dog, right? serious? Right. You dumb as shit. Like, you good? You want more? Or y'all good? One dumbass in the back. Yeah, now we want more. Fuck you, coach. That's it. A hundred up downs right now. It's like, like what the fuck? Beat the shit out of you in the locker room, bro. You see that? Uh, the um, what's his name? Video. Uh, what's my man name? Uh, used to play for the Bears. Hey, the, the Anthony Adams joint. Spice. With, with the Spice Adams joint, where he tell the, the with the coach, he plays the coach. You always tell the players. Hilarious. That shit Hilarious. is so funny, dog. <laughs> Cannot be telling NFL players like like. I don't think you can roll. That might be some Marty Schottenheimer shit. Oh, that's definitely Marty. That's why the vets wasn't fucking with him. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Hey, he had old. He had old ass Bruce Smith doing Oklahoma drills in the ninety-five degree Virginia heat day one full pack. Daryl Green was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. Somebody that might be a reach at nineteen. Somebody that might not be low teens upper 20s draft slotting right now. But if we picked them, you'd be like, you know what? I don't even mind that. Well, I'm going to go with the guy that I said on the last spot. It'd be Trevon Morig. Like, the more I look at it and the more that I hear, um, it's not that he's not a talent, but they're kind of saying, like, is he really worth the 19th pick or is he somebody that you could possibly trade down and you get later in the first or early in the second round? Like, obviously, free safety is a need. I feel like that's somebody we need someone on the back end who could be a ball hawk who can play center field and obviously come up and be a playmaker on the backside. Um, so I wouldn't truly be upset at it because, like I said, that's somebody that I, I feel like he's a talented player. He would, he would have an impact on our defense, but it's probably somebody that we could possibly trade down that you could get maybe in the later 20s or maybe top of the second round if you happen to trade back. So I'd probably go with Trevor Morig on that one. I'm going with Jameen Davis uh, from Kentucky. I, I feel like when it comes to any of the linebackers, he scares I, me, Cliff. I have a hard time taking linebackers that early. But uh, especially one that just came on the scene like three weeks or, three, or a month ago, you know what I mean? Like, everything about Jamin Davis, I wasn't hearing that shit two, three months ago. Which right. is kind of scary, but you never know. Right. So that's that's who I would go. But if they took him, I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. I would just be like, well, I wish you could have got him a little, <clears throat> a little later than that. But that's probably who I would go with. I'm going to come in with something out of left field. Uh, a player that probably – a lot of people I haven't heard about. Uh, offensive tackle from Texas, Sam Kosey. Uh, he was a three-year starter for Longhorns. Pro day blew up, 6'6". Six, six. Uh, I think I saw 36-inch arms, 314 pounds, ran to 40 and 4.8, uh, mm. like, plus athlete. Um, over 10 feet in the broad jump. 
it would be a reach. It would certainly be a reach. And a lot of people probably wouldn't be that thrilled about it. But tackle is definitely a need. There's a couple guys in this draft that are, are like, is he a guard? Is he a tackle? We'll get to that in a little bit. But that's a pick where I would feel, you know what? I can see it. I can see why he did that. I can see why you made that move. He definitely has the experience. He definitely has the play on tape that to back it up. He definitely has the measurables as far as like athleticism goes. Did he play left or right at Texas? I can't remember. Left tackle. Gotcha. Gotcha. And he's a, another like fast riser. I think maybe due to pro day, kind of like mm-hmm. boosted his stock. Now he's like a fringe first rounder, probably more like a second or uh, second round, like an early second round guy, somewhere in the upper thirties. But, I mean, 19, that, that's, a, that's a reach. But if you're looking for a tackle who's purely a tackle after Darisaw and after Slater and after, obviously, uh, Sewell, that's another guy that could be in line for Washington's needs. I hear you. He could fill a need, but I would, I'm, I'm with you. I would definitely be like, really? We decided to take him at 19 because, I mean, he's been projected recently, like second, mid-second or early third round. Um like and plus Rivera said it in a press conference. Like they feel like the depth at left tackle, they feel like they could get somebody the first, second, third round, just like they mentioned about the wide receiver. So, I mean, I hope they wouldn't force a move like that. But I mean, I would understand if they, I mean, if they feel like he fits their scheme, then so be it. But I, I would, I would definitely be that'd be an eye opener if we took him at nineteen. Damn, nineteen. <clears throat> nineteen is really early. Do you know the last Texas tackle? Tackle. Sorry, last Texas lineman to go in round one. Do you play for the Cowboys? Mm, I think he played for the. He might have played for them at some point. I guess I, the last the big, Texas the big boy, like Leonard Davis or some shit yeah. like that. Leonard Davis is the last one, two thousand one. Damn, why wasn't that a trivia question? Oh, sorry, no, Mike Williams. Mike Williams <laughs> was the next year. Remember Mike Williams? Ah, okay, gosh, gosh. Mike was next year, so two thousand two. Because that school has been weak on the O line, which is crazy because that's minute. Texas, like, right? Right. But that's also why their programs where it's at. Y'all remember Larry Davis, right? Played with the Cowboys. Yeah, big, big, yeah, yeah. big Larry Davis. Yeah, talking about the Cardinals. Yeah. I was thinking about Connor Williams for a second. Like, even as a second rounder, he's been disappointing. What's up with Texas? <laughs> Can't, recruit. <laughs> Can't recruit. The whole state. Dog, get some of your hog mollies. Y'all be eating the, yeah, the butter grits down there. Hog but everybody y'all be coming in there. <laughs> everybody coming in there to get players. And mm-hmm. you add the SEC in there now. Yep. Let's call Big Twelve. Let's <laughs> Big Twelve football. Like, what is it? NFL and one. Street or some street? NFL Street, yeah, playing that NFL <laughs> Street shit out here. <laughs> uh, any players that are like fast risers, like Sam Comey or Cosme, kind of been rocketing up draft boards over the past few months that you're interested in? I know we mentioned uh, Jamin Davis, but anybody else? Well, I got another tackle, Spencer Brown, Northern Illinois, Northern Iowa. He's on my list. Right, yep. he's got. Eight. Same, very similar physical profile to uh, uh, Sam, uh, Sam Cosme. I think he's like two inches taller than him. I think you could probably maybe get him third round. That, that's like sort of the kind of player I'm looking at. That's about where I'm at. I, I think it's. I think this year is harder than every other year <clears throat> because the guys did not play a lot. So where are you going to find diamonds in the rough? And you had no combine. And the pro days are made up. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Every, everybody. Yeah. And all of the linemen putting up crazy numbers. The shit is wild. Everybody um, benching 35 reps on a 225. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I would go with Spencer Brown. I think I think looking at um O line. And then there's also Ben Cleveland, who I like out of uh Georgia. Cliff stole my thunder with the Spencer Brown one. But I got another another tackle on, um from BYU, Brady Christensen. 
three years yeah. Um, He's someone that we could put. I, I know he's climbing the, the draft charts, but maybe he might be there at pick 51, possibly. Plus, like we said, we just, we obviously, we know we need a body at left tackle, but that's someone who could obviously, he could offer either learn behind Moses or Lucas, or he could come in and compete for the starting job. So I would probably say Brady Christensen. Anybody off your board? Is there anybody that's just the, I'm not drafting you? No. We can, that can, that could be for the first round, or that could be at any point in the draft. You know, just it's too rich for my blood. It don't have to be like red flags or anything like that, but I can't take you at 19. What, what Chris said, Jermaine Davis, I'll be honest with you, he scares me, man. I don't know. Like, I watched his film. I mean, I know he's an athletic freak, but he doesn't, I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he has that natural football instinct, like read and attack. You know what I mean? Like, read and react, like, go get the ball. I mean, who knows? Obviously, you get coached up a little bit. Maybe he could turn into a great ball player, but he scares me if we took him at 19. I got to be honest. I'd, I'd be a little nervous about that pick, especially with the linebacker depth, people like Jabril Cox, Pete Warner, um, JLK, all those guys, for example, Zayvon Collins, depending on the fit, but Jamin Davis, he scares me at linebacker. I, I can't lie. He scares me. I said on the last uh, podcast that people who are just real, just like rocket light rises, they, it, it freaks me out for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Combine uh, All-Stars, Paul. You know that. This is a little different this year because he kind of popped up because of his play, not because of the Combine. I think what's weird, like, you only played one year for real. That's what mm-hmm. makes it hard, right? I think that's, yeah. like, what Corey's saying, but I feel y'all. That's, I think that's, like, that's one of those where he might show up and it's like, oh, you don't even know where the fuck to line up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> And I know that I'm kind of contradicting myself because I had just said I would take Sam Cosme at 19, but this is a three-year starter. Like, he he has tape. He has a lot of good tape. I'm not saying that Jamin Davis doesn't have good tape on him, but a much smaller sample size, you know? Mm-hmm. I think he kind of rose a little bit more after a great pro day, which I, it may or may not be Fugazi, but whatever. Uh, so my guy is Caleb Farley. Mm-hmm. So I like I, – I, Caleb Farley would be a like it's one of my favorites. There's a mm-hmm. world where you take Farley and he's the best DB in the draft. Absolutely. There's a world in which you take him and he never plays it down. Mm-hmm. He just had back surgery, right? Yeah. Two, Second two time. back surgery, Second I believe. Two? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Was he was he was projected top ten pick. Yeah. They were talking about him before Sertan and um Horn. Horn. Right. Mm-hmm. Damn. I didn't know yeah. he had two back surgeries, though. Oh, yeah. He he might be off my draft board if that's the case, if we being yeah. honest. Back surgery is tricky, man. Extremely yeah. tricky. And you had two of them now? Mm. Clearly a reoccurring problem with you. Who knows when it'll flare up again? It may be a year from now. It may be a week from now. Who knows? Right. Mm-hmm. Pick up and be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I know those feelings with the back. Believe me. Go ahead, Paul. D- damn. Uh, washed King. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, 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 I ain't gonna put it out there, but you remember last time we had our little football league was playing on Saturday, bro. I could not move. Like, damn. Oh, I, I remember that. You was you was sitting down there ne- next to the oak tree with the fucking ice pack. I was like, yes. <laughs> hey, you see how you put me out there, Cliff? <laughs> <laughs> hey, she was like, Dr. Phil, I need a backyotomy. <laughs> <laughs> a guy that I'm kind of steering away from at 19 is Tevin Jenkins, uh, the O-tackle from Oklahoma State. If you can play, you can play. It doesn't really matter. Exclusively only been a right tackle in his time in college. We don't really have a need at right tackle right now, per se. If you're drafting, be Morgan Moses' replacement. 
I wouldn't take him in the first round anyway. Also, I mean, I don't mean to clown my own conference, but the Big 12, the defenses ain't really that great anyway. So you're right tackle in, in, in the Big 12. Who knows how good you really actually are? Uh, you're kind of projecting, but I think there's other places I would go if he were at 19 versus another position, like let's just say a linebacker had fallen or a safety or a cornerback. I would have questions about taking Devin, Tevin Jenkins over another value pick at that point. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not even saying he couldn't play left tackle eventually, but I, it's too much of a risk to take over another value pick. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't disagree, man, because I was kind of high on Jenkins at first, but then I ain't going to lie. Cliff kind of, when he started talking that NFL street shit, made me realize, like, yeah, you can't truly really trust those linemen coming out of Big 12. I mean, they do say he's a mauler, though. He plays with attitude, but, I mean, that would be a yeah. major risk taking the tackle or Tevin Jenkins at 19, definitely. Yeah, I've been hearing that he might slide out of the first round completely. What, he got red flags? I didn't hear any red flags per se. This was um, on um, – I heard it on a couple podcasts. This week. I heard it on, I think, the uh, – which one was it? It's the draft with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Uh, the mm-hmm. name is escaping me. And I also heard it today on um, Standing Group Only podcast with Ben mm-hmm. that They both said that Tevin Jenkins may fall into the 20s. He may fall out of the first round completely. I mm-hmm. don't know why, but maybe his play just – isn't as great as we thought. Hey, they just be saying that shit, man. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to the draft, we hear so much shit that we end up forgetting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They just say a bunch of stuff. It's not like we go back and check the records. You know what I mean? There's a <laughs> lot of shit said yeah. between January and April. A lot. Right. Like, like, like our man Orlovsky. Nigga just says stuff. I'm like, yo, dude, I don't understand. That's why where all that field bullshit you. came from. Came from Orlovsky. Yeah. Yeah. Just be saying shit. Yeah. Like Joe Button say, like, y'all motherfuckers should be typing things. Stop typing. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But, I mean, if, if there's somebody's opinion I do trust, I, I do really respect uh, Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah. They seem to have their shit together. They don't really seem to be the constant hot take machine that Dan Orlovsky is, but well, let me say this because I did send y'all a quote from Bucky Brooks the other day that he mentioned yeah, he was that wild. Baltimore could just plug and play and replace Lamar Jackson. So I feel you, Paul. But when Bucky said that shit, I was like, ah, Buck, I might have to fall back on you for a little bit. <laughs> he said the college game is producing guys like him, like Lamar Jackson. Man, said they can play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> plug and play MVP man just replace him just like that okay buck yeah th- that's wild that's wild mm-hmm. I have not seen anybody in college do what Lamar Jackson did in college like this man just casually dropped like 70 on Florida State casually and this is before Florida State went to shit so yep. yeah alright so without further ado at pick 19 the Washington football team selects who I thought about this long and hard today, fellas. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, hopefully not too hard because it's all hypothetical, but yeah, go I ahead. Know, right, right. <laughs> so, Riverboat preaches versatility. You know what I'm saying? You know, you should be able to play multiple positions. You know, wants to be able to put people wherever. For us, at pick 19, I went with Elijah Vera Tucker, 6'4", 305 out of USC. He's projected to play guard, but he also played tackle. Um, clearly he's somebody who could basically be a plug and play. Um, he allows them the option of also going into camp and you can see in what type of combinations you could mix with like Sadiq Charles, whether you want to put Sadiq in left and 
left tackle and put Vera Tucker left guard, or you could put Sadiq at left guard, put Vera Tucker and try him out at left tackle. Um, he's somebody who's he's clearly on film. You can see it. He's, he's a hell of a football player, man. So for me, Elijah Vera Tucker, fellas, 19. That's my final answer. Interesting. I like that. I mean, that's another one. That's a really good player. You know me, Cliff. I usually go with the flash. You know, you know what I'm saying? Y'all that, know that. That, that is flash. true. That is true. <laughs> Surprised I did not hear a wide receiver's name called. Here at 19. <laughs> um, now nah, it's a good pick, though, because that could potentially be a Pro Bowl guard. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's a share, that's a sheriff replacement. Mm-hmm. Any way you look at it, like whether it's Charles at left tackle or Charles could be a left guard. Mm-hmm. Here, Tucker right guard going forward. I like that pick. Listen, I'm going to go with Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. First, like you, like like Corey said, versatile player, man. Mm-hmm. I think I think the next the thing that he's that will take our defense to the next level is impact players that are outside of that front four, um, and that is the kind of player we need to be getting in him, man. Impact player all over the field. That almost gives you, even if you do move Landon Collins to linebackers, there is no rule against having him curl and Collins on the field flying around making plays, man. Right. Right. And I, and I think players like Abuzakoro, Kamaroa, they give, you, they give a different personality to your defense, man. That's probably who I would go with at 19. I love that pick, Cliff. I was going back and forth between Barrett Tucker and JLK. Like, like I told y'all before, I don't understand why our, our fan base is on Twitter talking about we already have a player that looks like JOK. Like, are you kidding me? You can never have too many playmakers on your defense. You can never have too many people that fly around to the ball. Like that would allow Del Rio to line up people wherever mismatches. Like you want to be able to confuse the offense. You want to be able to have people that can fly around at each level. So, I mean, hey, JOK, I'll be all in with for that pick. Cliff. Great pick. Couldn't be mad at it. Corey, you definitely stole mine. Cause I was going to say Vera Tucker. And you know what? I'm still going to say Vera Tucker. That's yeah, my go pick. there. Yeah, of course. I, I think that that's the value at pick 19. Somebody that, like you said, plug and play has all pro potential at guard. Arms are a little bit short. Uh, I think we talked about this privately the other day. What's that threshold for arm length, Cliff, that he's just under for uh, a tackle? 33 inches. Yeah, 33. Yeah, yeah, he, he comes in, I think, right at 33, <laughs> or maybe a little bit under 33 inch arms. That being said, I think that at the very least, he's a better option at left tackle, at least for 2021, then Lucas, maybe, per, I, I don't want to say that Lucas ain't been holding it down, but this is a super athletic, super stout, super technique sound guy on your edge. If his only issue is he has shorter arms, then we'll see that come to be this year. Um, you can move him back inside in 2022. You figure out what you're doing with Charles. Best case scenario is that one of them ends up being your left tackle in the future. Worst case scenario is that you have two excellent guards and then you're back in 2022 looking for a tackle either in free agency or in draft. I had no problem with either of those scenarios playing out. Um, that's my pick. Chris Cooley, he mentioned on one of um, Sheen's podcasts, like with Scott Turner's offense, he apparently Scott Turner really loves like guards that can move, like athletic guards that can get out when, you know, in the open field that can move around. And like you just said, Paul Vera Tucker, I mean, I just, it just seems like he would be a perfect fit for our scheme. And obviously, when you draft a player first round, you're not just looking at 2021. Like you just said, for 2022, Sheriff might not be here. So you also cover yourself for in case you lose Sheriff down the line and you could just plug him at right guard or if it works out mm-hmm. left tackle, cool. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all for Vera Tucker. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I don't know how uh, true this is, but it's been said that 
in today's NFL, um, not necessarily having a tackle isn't as important, but like for the um, quick, uh, quick passing scheme, mm-hmm. yep. having a good guard is really important, man. Like you can't have somebody who's over the football, who's right in the quarterback's lap. You need somebody who can chop you down or at least like stalemate to it right where you stand. So the quarterback has a little bit of time to get that ball out, even though he only needs a little bit of time, but you can't have somebody a complete liability at guard. Sheriff has been great. Yep. He's fin to leave here in a few months. Schweitzer is holding hella down, but I don't think anybody thinks he's a long-term answer there. So we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to the day two. Washington selects at 51, 74, and 83. Um, let's just run through those picks real quick. You guys have picks for those selections? I do. Did y'all, did y'all, mm-hmm. did y'all do you know this? <laughs> at 51, right, that, I got that. your Bill Cox. Oh, look at Cliff. I see you though, Cliff. I ain't mad LSU. at you. LSU. ain't mad at it. That seems like the type of player that Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio would like. Really intelligent player. Was mm-hmm. playing at um, North Dakota State, right? And then transferred to LSU. Played well at LSU, too. Looks like a good pick at, 50, at 51. That's right at Ron Rivera's I would prefer to take a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Now, in a world where you take a Russo Comoroa, obviously, then you're not probably taking Jabril Cox. Right, and then you probably go right. left tackle. But I, I, but when I think about the draft overall, that's probably. I have a feeling JLK is not going to be there at nineteen. So, in that event, I think it ends up being someone like Jabril Cox at, um, at fifty-one. Great pick. I did. I told you about this guy a few times. Richie Grant, man, free safety, Central Florida. That's my pick at fifty-one. This dude is flying up the draft charts, man. I'm telling y'all. I know it sounds repetitive, but. I've always felt like when it comes to defense, you need somebody on that back end that you could count on as far as being a ball hawk, sideline, sidelines. It's someone to be over the top for your cornerbacks. Richie Grant is a playmaker. He comes up, he smacks players. He can guard the tight end. He can play splits. He can play center field. I mean, the dude, six six feet, 200, and he's a hitter, man. Um, Something tells me he's going to go early second round probably before we get to our pick, but I'm hoping some kind of way he's, he stays there at 51 because I just know if we added a guy like that, um, that's just – that will just elevate the secondary to another level. So, for me, it's Richie Grant, pick 51. So, I, I have a feeling Richie. he's actually going to be there. You think so? He's old. Who is he, 22? He's 24. Damn! Yeah, I think he's I know that. 24 when the season starts. Where did he go? Um, did he go to Juco or something? I know he was 24. Yeah, he turns 20. He'll turn 24 during the season. He's 22 now. Yeah. I have a feeling that he actually, that's actually why I had to stay in round three. You know, I was going back and forth with that clip because every time I do my little mocks, like he either either goes off the second or the third. And I just sat back. I was like, you know what? Just to be on the safe side in case he doesn't get there, let me just take him at 51. But I mean, yeah, he he could be there at pick 74 too. It's possible. Richie Green ready to play now. Then he's 23. Okay. I'm on the hip. You know, I see you, Richie Grant. I'm going to raise you, Javon Holland. Uh, I, knew, Oregon. I knew you. I was waiting for you. <laughs> that, hey, that, that's my guy. That, that's my my draft crush this year, man. Six foot, 207, extremely, extremely productive. Opted out in 2020. That maybe hurt his stock a little bit because I've seen some mocks where he was a late first-round pick, um, probably more now like a mid-second-round pick, which is right in that sweet spot for us. Fills the need. Also feels the need as a kick and punt returner. Did a great job doing that in his time in Oregon. 
Um, and also, if I'm not mistaken, I, he also had a meeting with Washington that if Ben Standick is his reporting is yep. correct, Heard he met with Nate Katzer um, during his thing. So that, that's definitely something that would fill a need as a return man. We had a return man here since Brian Mitchell. So Can yeah, you just somebody... ignore Brandon Banks. Like, now. let me stop. Brandon <laughs> Banks. <laughs> Brandon Banks looked like me on my learner's permit. Hey, where, hey, where, where Brandon Banks get stabbed? Didn't he get stabbed? I think it was at Park. Did he get stabbed outside Park? It was oh, Park, right? Park. He's a Park or Fur, one of them joints back then. Yeah. Damn, Abiza. Damn, <laughs> this nigga said Fur. H2O. <laughs> one of them joints, <laughs> Man got stabbed in the public gardens. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. He was at Palladium. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Park. Dog, 18 to chill, 21 to spill. Are you serious? That's right, right down the street from me. That nigga got stabbed outside the park. Nigga was in there popping the park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his little ass up. <laughs> we definitely need to have a Patreon version of this podcast where we talk about the fuck shit that athletes do in the city when we see them out. <laughs> I, I won't bore y'all with the Andre Blot story, but it's hilarious. It's, trust me, it's, it's funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, pick 74. Got this from the 49ers in the Trent Williams trade. What y'all got for that one? Let me start this one off. I went with um, I went with the linebacker position because, like Cliff popped on earlier, I feel like this might be a position that we could kind of wait on. You could probably get a starter in the second, third round. Um, I chose a guy from that school in Ohio. I'm not going to say the full name because y'all know how I feel about that school in Ohio. I went with Pete Warner, linebacker, 6'3", 240. He doesn't have the most – he's not the most flashiest player, but – he seems like a type of player that Ron Rivera would love. Um, he seems like a do-it-all. He could be a three-down back. I said three-down back, three-down linebacker. Um, he was first-team All-Big Ten this year. So, for me, pick 74, I went with Pete Warner, linebacker from the school in Ohio. The school in Ohio. <laughs> wow. Um, I, like I said earlier, Richie Grant, but I think third round, especially based on what Khan said, I could see running back in round three. And if that was to happen, there's actually a running back that I am a big fan of who I'm not sure he would, they would take him here. I think this is right around where I would consider taking him. Um, But I'm a big fan of Colin, Colin Hill from Mississippi Mm -hmm. State. So Mm -hmm. that's another guy, versatile back, uh, catch ball, the backfield, run between tackles a little bit. Uh, if not that, though, uh, Richie Grant in the third round is where I'm looking. I can't be taking 24-year-olds in round two, man. We, t- we took a 24-year-old in round one. I remember that shit. So A couple of them. It wasn't Sheriffree old when we drafted him? Was he? Let me see. He might have been because he's kind of old now. Sheriff was already 30. Yeah, because he's already 30, and his contract just ended. Yeah. So he yeah. was what? He was 24. The Gruden right. said we took a guard. <laughs> Damn, so we, so we so we drafted Van Wilders in back-to-back drafts. Good Damn. job. Good, good job. Uh, you know what? I was about to make a joke about this man. I, I won't do, do it. Don't do I it. I won't do it. I won't Don't do it. Do I'm it. not going to be problematic on the podcast. I'll shut my mouth. <laughs> but but if I were to make a joke about this man, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Let me stop. I'll stop. I will stop. Anyway. Corey took, my, Corey took my draft picks. I was going to go with Pete Warner at 74. Luckily, I have a backup. And uh, this guy, it might be a little rich for this slot because he wasn't really a full-time starter this time at Notre Dame, but you know that I've been a big fan of Tommy Trimble for a while. 
athletic freak, elite blocker, like a top shelf blocking tight end. Honestly, looks like an H back a little bit, like, but I, I like that versatility. You can move him around the backfield, you can have him block from different angles. He's shown that he can block from different angles, especially on those blocks where he's coming across formation to kick somebody out. I every highlight, every positive film play I have marked down for him has him coming across the line and crushing somebody, either defensive end or backer or safety coming up in support. He just he's has a knack for finding the guy to block and just burying him. You know, he wasn't really asked to like be much of a receiver, but he has the traits. He has the profile of a great athlete. So I, I, I read a stat that he didn't really drop that many passes in Notre Dame. I think he only had like one drop during his whole time there. That might've only been on like 10 targets. Who fucking knows? But um, Tommy Trumbull's a pick. Like I said, it might be a little rich. I know tight ends don't really do much their first year. And um, we already have Logan Thomas there. So this is probably gonna be like a futures bet. Well, so shit, we have Logan Paul, but keep in mind, we ain't got nothing. We ain't got much behind him. So, I mean, oh, absolutely. Might consider it rich, absolutely. But if we're being honest, you might not even need Trouble to come in and do too much. You just absolutely. need him to be the number two, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, if he can come up to get up to speed uh, this next year under Logan Thomas on the depth chart, not being the guy, maybe by 2021, he is ready to be the guy. I think that Logan Thomas is only on a two year contract, right? Yeah, this is the last year of Logan's deal. Yep. Yeah. So, perfect timing. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, pick 84. Is it 84? No, it's 82. I'm lunching. Pick 82. I'm going with Dynamic Brown, wide receiver Ooh. from North Carolina. Playmaker. Yeah, playmaker. Uh, back-to-back years with 50 catches, back-to-back years with over 1,000 yards receiving. Had 12 touchdowns as a junior, eight touchdowns as last year. Explosive, explosive. A sub-4-4 guy. Again, these pro-day numbers might be Fugazi, but you can see it on his tape that he has amazing speed amazing ball skills and i i could see him being a great pair for what we have here with terry mcclellan and terry mcclellan and curtis samuel terry being your do everything wide receiver with curtis samuel being your slot guy who's great in the middle of the field and then dynamic is your guy who just stretches the field and takes the top off whenever you need him to um it, it's a good place to get a wide receiver as well like this draft is loaded like every year has been loaded with receivers over the past couple of years um you're getting a really, really t- talented player at pick 82 if you go with Dynamic Brown. That's who I'd go with. So I'm going to go Kyle Trask. Whoa. Oh, man. Ring the alarm. Trask. <laughs> Florida. I, you know, I mean, they, they got to take a quarterback at some point in this draft. Been hearing Kyle Trask name a lot rumors with the team. Seems like it would make sense to me. We know they went down there and saw his, went down there for his pro day, took a look. That's how they ended up with Reyes on their radar. Physically, I think when I think about the guys uh, after the first round, it's basically, do you think that they have a better prospective future than Kyle Allen or what's the other guy's name? Heineke. Heineke! (laughs) (laughs) Almost forgot the man's name. Uh, And Kyle Trask didn't play, hasn't played a whole ton of football. He probably played essentially like a year and a half in Florida. Big guy. Can make some throws. I don't think it's a bad look to, to look at um, take Charles Kyle Trask in round three, even though the history of quarterbacks drafted in these rounds is pretty yeah. fucking terrible. But yeah, I think a lot of that is league based, right? I think what ends up happening in NFL is if you are the third round pick, right? You're a third round pick under Rivera, 
and a lot of times in that situation, that coach gets fired. <laughs> New coach comes in. They want another quarterback. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like those guys always just get lost in the shuffle. They never even make it to the field most of them. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think Kyle Trask is probably where I would go um, round three. He threw me off with that one, Cliff. Couldn't be mad at it, though. I went with the running back here. I went with Michael Carter, North Carolina. I was hoping to take him in the fourth round, but something tells me he's not going to make it out of the third round. It might be a little early. Obviously, we took Gibson last year, and obviously we know Gibson is going to be a stud. Um, but we know we need a back. Um, Michael Carter, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons with you with the Tar Heels under Mac Brown, who has turned that whole program around. Um, he's 5'8", 200, change the pace back, but he's somebody who could be your number two. And he's somebody who you get the ball in his hands, he can house it for 75, 80 yards and a score. Um, and obviously we want to add more playmakers around Fitz, Fitz Magic, man. We want to add, add as many playmakers as possible, whether that's on the outside or in the backfield, to minimize the uh, Fitz tragic. So for me, Michael Carter, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Carter, third round, Tar Hill running back, playmaker. All right, good shit, fellas, good shit. All right, let's uh, move to day three. Um, this is where Washington has really shined over the past couple of years. It's honestly the reason why we went from one of the worst rosters in the league a short 18 months ago to, if you listen to PFF, the eighth best roster heading into the draft, which is fucking incredible. But like I said, this is where they've shined and been able to make up the difference, the talent delta in the rosters by hitting on these late round picks. So I'll throw it to you guys. Is there anybody you have your eye on that could be a real diamond in the rough come Saturday? Straight that receiver up. that I like from the same state is uh, Cameron Curl there. Jonathan Adams Jr., Arkansas State. Mm. Physical, strong receiver, man. He was a basketball guy. You could tell in his tape, goes up against the ball, plays really physical. I actually, well, could he play next year? Probably not. He's, he, would he be a high-level contributor next year? I don't think so. But I think that is a developmental player who could end up being a legit starting wide receiver um, in a year or two. I'm going to go to the SEC. Day three is where I, I want us to get my get our tight end because, like, Paul, like you just mentioned, if we don't get one early, I feel like we could probably find one a little late. Uh, Trey McKitty out of Georgia, 6'5", 250. Like you kind of mentioned, we know we have Logan Thomas, so it's not necessarily where we need you to come in and be the number one option as far as the tight end, which obviously he can be groomed under Logan Thomas and obviously work with Sammy Reyes and tight end coach Pete Horner. SEC football, man, the dude made plays. He's a big body. I mean, obviously, he's not, he may not be well rounded. Obviously, he needs to be coached up a little bit, but he's somebody who I have my eyes on because he could, he could easily come in and be your number two as far as run blocking. And we know we need a blocker because we didn't get anything from Sprinkle or any other tight end when it came to the run blocking scheme. So, Trey McKitty is one of the guys that I got my eye on for day three. I'm going to go um, back to the running back pool. There's a guy that I have my eye on. He probably will go fourth round, a guy named Jamar Jefferson at Oregon State, thick bodied. 5'10", uh, I think he weighed in around like 215, averaged 108 yards from scrimmage during his career at, at Oregon State. Um, really like an inside zone run type of guy, but he's shown that he could do the power game too. Like he it really is a bruising back, and I think that you need that to complement whatever you're going to be asking of um, J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson. Uh, maybe you want a more versatility from him, but he did catch 25 passes last year. So he does have a little bit of experience catching the ball in the backfield. Very, very productive. He was a, a Pac-12 freshman of the year. And like I said, averaged 108 yards per game in his career. Just extremely productive. There's two linebackers I like also. Um, day three, I like Chaz Surratt. It's a guy that I liked 
day two, maybe in like February, Marches, but uh, I've kind of come off that a little bit. Uh, former quarterback, really instinctive, needs a little polish. He, he doesn't really know the position yet. You can watch him on tape and you can tell he hasn't been playing linebacker that long, but he has all the measurables. Like I said, former quarterback, super smart, super instinctive. He just kind of needs a little bit of time. Another guy I like a lot is Dylan Moses. I know we mentioned about him with the, with the knees. You know, with Sean Dillon Hamilton, it didn't work out here, but it wasn't because of injury. Um, another guy that doesn't get enough love uh, coming out of Alabama was really productive, played a lot of football down there, played a lot of good football down there, won a lot of games down there. So that's a guy that I would look at for linebacker because in my mock draft, when we just went through, I didn't have a linebacker going picks one, two, three, or four. So we're definitely could, could look to somebody early day three that could come in there and maybe compete for that starting linebacker job next to Cole Holcomb. My other late guy, late round guy, I had Daz Newsom, um, playmaker from UNC. Paul kind of spoke to Deami Brown earlier. Um, he, Daz Newsom was the other wide out, 5'11", 190. Um, dude ran a 4'38 and a 4'31 in his 40. Um, I know they question his size and sometimes his hands a little bit, but every time, like I told Paul, every time I saw him on TV, this dude was just making plays. He's a playmaker. Um, also, with I know we made the addition of Curtis Samuel and Adam Humphreys, but – when you look beyond that, we got question marks as far as AGG, Isaiah Wright. I mean, obviously Cam Sim stepped up, but I do feel like we need another receiver somewhere in this draft. Um, so da I went with Daz Newsom, late round wide receiver. My last playmaker, Jalen Darden, wide receiver. He's a small, 5'9", mm -hmm. 170 from North Texas. But again, you turn on the film, the dude is always making plays. They try to get him the ball in many ways. They got him out of the backfield, bubble screen. Um, he even returned kicks and punts in North Texas. Um, like I said, he's not considered, obviously, a day one, day two player, but he's someone who you could also look at possibly late fifth or maybe even sixth, seventh round. So Jalen Darden, he's another wideout that I think could be an addition to the, to the offense and just add another skill player, add another playmaker for uh, Fitzmagic. I like that. Darden's tiny as shit, though. He is. I mean, he's small. But picture him in that return game, though, Cliffy. You know, man, I'm telling you, field position. Oh, yeah, return <laughs> game and just, like, get him the ball in a slot. Just, yep. like, you a late-round pick. You just giving us a couple – like, you can do what Isaiah Wright did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At so, the very least. Yeah, at the very least. That's Corey Mann. <laughs> oh, hey man, he was a fan of Nate Cancel. Like he, he, he wanted him to come in and be a fill on special teams. I thought he'd have a little better year than he did, but you know, maybe the offseason Isaiah, you know, get get a little better shape. He had a gear under his belt. Maybe he'll look a little better next year. So I know maybe. Cliff won't kill him. I'm not gonna kill him. <laughs> I'm just trying to do like an undrafted pit free agent to me. When I saw him, like that's no I mean, that's what he is. Right. I also like uh Kenny Yaboa, Ole Miss tight end. I was, yeah. I was looking for Cliff. He yeah, could play a little. Him. He could play a little similarly to uh, the way Tremble will be used. Flex out a little bit. Um, probably no nowhere near the blocker or someone like Tremble, but I think that's another guy who could definitely play a little earlier than most tight ends do. Um, coming out old Miss was playing for um, Lane Kiffin last year, caught a rack of passes. So I'm a big fan of Kenny Ball. That's a good pick. I like Kenny Yubo too. Wasn't he? Uh, he's a former Temple guy, right? Yeah, with the temple. Yeah, temple, temple tough, man. I like those dudes. Hmm. Um, I got another guy right now. Um, he kind of fell under the, uh, flew under the radar because he didn't play last year. Opted out. Kerry Vincent Jr. from LSU, cornerback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, played as a true freshman. Um, was a slot corner back there. Was a big contributor on the national championship team. 
I believe he also was on the uh, LSU track team, the 4 by one team. So, obviously, he got great speed, great hands. I think for 5'10", 195, but also, like, is very, very physical. Like, likes to, like, jam folks, likes to be physical with receivers. Extremely fluid as well. Like, a great athlete, not just fast, like a track runner. For some reason, he's only valued fourth-round pick, but maybe because mm. of the, the opt-out. But if that's a guy that you can get, I'm not saying he's somebody you would depend on early, but if you can get Kerry Vince Jr. in the fourth round, I think that would be a steal for Washington. Mm. I like that. I got one more for you before you cook, Cliff. I got my last one. Um, and it's surprising that none of us mentioned this position, but people don't really think about it because of the studs that we have. But we need another edge rusher, man. Depending on what we do with Kerrigan, if he comes back or not, I don't know if – I'm not fully confident in what's his name, Casey Tuhill and James Smith Williams. Like I know James Smith, Smith Williams only been in the league one year, but God forbid something happens in 90 or 91, like what's coming in off the bench to replace them. So I went with Joshua Kendo. He's a defensive end from Florida State, 6'7, 270. Um, he's actually from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, the dude was a five-star coming out of high school. Didn't have a lot of sacks at Florida State this past year, but maybe if you get him in the right situation where he's around players like Montez Sweat, Chase Young, and defensive line coaches, maybe they can, you know, get the potential out of him. So, edge rusher. I like, I like that guy. I actually got another FSU uh, late-round guy, uh, Tamarion Terry, wide receiver. Another Yo. guy, like, long-speed guy, <laughs> beat guys downfield. That's the kind – like, in, given the mix of our receivers, I think we can use, like, a, a straight-up big-body big downfield yeah. guy. Um, yeah. I like Tamari on Terry a lot. And he played with sorry ass quarterbacks too. <laughs> sure did. Sure did. One day we're gonna have a Florida State pod and we're gonna talk about the demise of that program. Uh, <laughs> uh the reason why I don't like talking bad about Florida State because we're gonna have to shit on my man. Uh what's the band's name? The coach that got fired. Willie? Ooh. Willie. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. want to talk bad on Willie. Man, Willie man, Target, but... my, my man Willie Target, yeah. Yeah, but we, we, we don't have to, man. That that program is going through some things. They're down there like, damn, Willie. Get the shit off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they, they couldn't recruit a quarterback. You, you was, they could. Uh, they're trotting yep. out uh, DeAndre Francois year after year. Mm-hmm. Knowing Bama couldn't play. I'm like, dog, you can't. This is Florida State. What was the other one? Blackman or something like that? Yeah, it was Blackman. And then the yeah. one guy that was actually not that bad, he ended up in NC State. Um, he was their quarterback last year, Hockman. Mm. He was all right. Of course, they can't catch a break at quarterback, but I ain't got no sympathy for them. They Florida State. Get your shit together. Yeah, right. So this is football country. Your only <laughs> right. job is to be good at football. <laughs> uh, shit, Florida's a basketball school now. Frick, never mind. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right if we keep it a buck, UCF might be the best one down there, for real. The best one down there are what? Uh, yeah, come on, man. Don't disrespect <laughs> Miami like that. Come I'm on now. Florida. Miami. I'm, I'm fucking with y'all. <laughs> I mean, what's, what's the second best? What's, what's the second best Florida sport? Right Kings now, is coming, though, Cliff. No UCF, UCF, yeah. UCF, UCF. Okay, program. All right, Mackenzie Milton ass niggas, but all right. <laughs> I mean, it is. The joint is the second best program. I, I think the, the second most exciting. Are they actually the second best? Do I think that Florida State? Or do I think that UCF would beat Miami one yes. head to head? Yes. Actually, you know what? They, actually, maybe, maybe, possibly. <laughs> Possibly. You know what? Actually, you know what? I, I would draw my comment, possibly. <laughs> uh, another guy that I mentioned is Walker Little. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't played a lot of football the past two years. He opted out this year, had a knee injury the year before last. His first two years um, at Stanford, he was 
one of those like another guy in the lineage of like great Stanford linemen coming out, but like obviously he missed two straight years. That's the only thing that's keeping him from being a first or second day pick. Um, it's a gamble. Obviously, when you haven't seen somebody play in two years plus, it's a gamble. But um, if you can get somewhere back to form, somewhere back on the tra- uh, trajectory where he was at, that could be a, another guy like Charles, like a steal that you get day three that could possibly be a starter for you. And not just he'd be a good one, actually. He has to actually get back there, and, and you have to project where he's he he he's headed. But um, pick the pains option, my dog, big pain. That was good. expected, though. That was good. Expected. Actually, I don't. You don't know if that was expected because I think people thought that he might be like on the trade block. Well, let, let's, let's let's be honest. That's well, Cliff, go ahead. <laughs> on the what? Go ahead, Cliff. Because you know trade that, block. That's our fan base on Twitter world. I don't know where they would trade shit. them for what? Yeah, like what you gonna no, do? No, listen, this is not anything that mm-hmm. was like imminent, nothing like that. I think that people thought that he might be traded because you're not gonna sign all of these defensive linemen. I thought that was bullshit the whole time. I always thought he was coming back. You're gonna trade him for like why would you trade one of the premier defensive tackles in the league? Why would mm-hmm. you weaken? what is maybe the best unit amongst all the units in the division. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Sorry. I mean, y'all know how I feel about the wrong thing, man. So, yeah, I, I expect them to pick up the option. I mean, they people can talk about paying them. Like, the team will figure that shit out. Right now, That's we don't have a cap situation where we should be thinking about trading away talent, let alone that's, one of our best defensive tackles right now. But just also, be, go ahead, Cliff. the cap is going to be like 260. It's going to skyrocket. Yeah. In like three years. Come on, man. Also, why the fuck are fans always worried about the owner's money? Great question. The cap is not my concern at all. Not concerned with it. Non-factor. There's no point in drafting first-round picks that are good players if all you're going to do is talk about trading them after right. three years. Exactly. Shit doesn't make any sense, man. He had mentioned on his um, show today, too, like, apparently Rivera, like, loves – he doesn't love just John Allen. He loves Allen and Payne. So, I mean, obviously, they'll figure out that contract shit later. But at no Who point the hell they're going to trade Deron Payne. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Come on, man. Who the hell wouldn't? And if we're being honest, in that playoff game, Deron Payne had the best game of any of those D-linemen, if we're keeping it a buck. So. All right. Uh, if you guys want to know else, let's do some trivia. We need let's, the music. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so eight questions. Pick a number. Who are we gonna start with? Let's start with Corey. Can Corey can pick a number first? Listen, I'm gonna give you guys. If the shit ain't moving, I'm just gonna we're gonna hit you that. You know what I mean? If 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 you if you're taking thirty seconds to answer, we gotta hit the buzzer on. You know. Um, Let's get it. Let's get it. Corey, pick a number between one and eight. Five. Okay. Oh, in the Snyder era. Ryan Kerrigan has played the mo- has played the most career games among all. Who is second? Trent Williams. That is incorrect. Damn. Paul. In the Daniel Snyder era. I was too confident with that. Who is Damn. second to Ryan Kerrigan in games played? Jesus, what the fuck am I missing? Oh. I'm gonna say Chris Samuels. That is correct. Chris nah, Samuels, good call, second. Good Trent, call. Trent Williams is third. Bad big list. Samuels, number sixty. My fault. Damn. 
Good call, boy. Old lazy boy. Hey, <laughs> man was a star work on that left side. Straight dog. Straight right. dog. Paul? Number uh, let's go with one. lucky number three. Number three. Okay. According to pro football reference, they use a stack called career value. In the last 25 years, there has been only one player to go in round one who pro football reference says accrued no career value. That player was drafted by Washington. Name the player. Hmm. That's 25 years drafted by Washington. Wait, I I think I know the answer. I think I know the answer. But Core, I'll let you go first because I think I know who would no, I think I know who would No, no, you, you have are. to go first. You pick the question. Is it Andre Johnson? It is Andre Johnson. That is correct. Hey, hey, yo. Bro. You know, I was about to say Malcolm Kelly's bum ass. <laughs> Possibly the worst first round pick. In NFL history, Isaiah Wilson coming for that spot, but he's going Andre for that Johnson spot, might yeah. be a close second. But the <laughs> thing about Andre Johnson was Andre Johnson just straight up couldn't play. They you just whiff the evaluation straight up. Right. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, Corey. Give me number eight. Ooh, number eight. All God. right. These are all different levels, you know, difficult, but yeah. This is my sounds, favorite. Sounds like eight. But this is my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of career receptions okay by a drafted player by washington okay there are three players that rank in the top three so, so top three receptions by a washington draft pick all time two of them are hall of famers i will give you their names number one art monk charlie taylor is the other Name that third receiver who had career 888 catches. Damn. And obviously, this is not all with Washington, right? Just career catches by a player drafted by Washington. It could be anyone. It could be could be anyone. How many catches? by Washington had 800 some catches. Let me let me correct that. It's 883 catches. 883 catches. Drafted by Washington. Though I can't even think 883 career catches. God. I, I, if if I had to guess, I don't think you'll ever I don't think you guys will ever guess this. It's got to be some old school shit because it damn sure was nobody recently. Oh, uh, hold on. I think you all will be very upset when you're told the name. But continue. 883 catches. Gonna need a name there, Corey. Might, might need to go to Paul. We're gonna need a name. Throw out a Bobby name. Mitchell. Oh no. That is that is incorrect, Paul. Cliff Battle. Who? I, I think he was even a running back, but I know he was a Hall of Famer. Cliff, is it Cliff Battle? It's not him, it's is not it? Not Cliff Battle. The answer is Keenan McCardell. Jesus God Christ. Damn. Yeah, we drafted that motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> twelfth round pick, nineteen ninety one. And went down Jacksonville and turned up with Jimmy Smith. 
Dog, the, the, he had the, the cleanest mini bush of all time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Out here looking like, <laughs> hey, oh. he, like, he was looking like Steve Harvey in, in, in 96. Damn. Okay. Okay, okay Keenan. Mm, go ahead, Paul. Paul. All right. Uh, let's, let's go number four. Number four. Okay. Damn, dog. I'm disappointed in my fucking Redskins history trivia. I used to be good with this shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the 1996 NFL draft, Washington selected Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis ran for a career 8,052 yards. Second in that draft class in his overall career. Name the first running back in yards from that draft class. Dang. You said 1998? 1996. 1996. 1996. 1996. 1996. Damn, who came out in 96 that was killing? A Heisman. I will give you one hint because obviously 1996 is a long time ago. Uh huh. He won a Heisman trophy. 1996 won a Heisman trophy. Now, I, I don't know who it is. I was going to guess. I, I, I won't tell you who my guess was going to be because that's going to ruin it. But um, I know the answer is going to piss me off because I should know all the Heisman winners. But um, it, it's not Curtis Martin. I'm going to guess Curtis Martin, but I know it's not him. That is incorrect. Corey. I mean, I was going to say Rashawn Salam, but it's probably not right. That yeah, is he played like five games. Incorrect. Damn. The answer is Eddie George. Oh, oh my God, Corey! I, I understand why you didn't get that, but me? <laughs> Damn, Eddie George! Damn, that's that is tough, Eddie George. Who fucking okay. drafted Rashawn Salam? Think like ninety three or something like that. Yeah, but but Salam would play like a handful of games. I'm tripping. Okay, yeah, right. Corey. Uh, Score is two nothing, Paul. By the way, we have four questions left. Let's go with six. Number six, mm-hmm. in 2012, Robert Griffin won the mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. In that season, he threw 20 touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Name the leading touchdown, the, the leader in touchdown receptions for Washington in 2012. <sighs> Let's see. Josh Morgan. That is incorrect. Paul can't be Garcon. Let me shout out for Paul. Take my answer. Go ahead, Paul. I, I know. I know you were gonna say um, Garcon. It's not Garcon. He, yeah, because he, he got hurt. played in like five games. Yeah. yeah. Um. Damn. Twenty twelve. Oh. Come here. God damn it. <laughs> Paul, go get it. I just thought about it. Paul, go get it. Yo, I don't even know. It's um, it's down to two people. I. Th- was it, is it Santana Moss? That is correct, Santana hey. Moss. I'm sure. Touchdown receptions. Yep. That's yep. the year Santana went off. Yeah. Yep. Sure is. If three yep. left, Paul is up 3 0. Paul. Hey, yo. The number. Shit. We have one, two, and seven available. I'll take number one. Number one. Okay. In 2000, Washington, as we all know, had. Two top three picks. Chris Samuels and LeVar Arrington. The next linebacker taken, LeVar Arrington was the first linebacker taken that draft. The next linebacker taking that draft made the Hall of Fame. 
Name that linebacker. Ain't this some shit? Look. Damn, bruh. <laughs> I, I have a guess. I have a guess. But I, I, I can't I don't I don't know if this player was drafted in two thousand and one or ninety-nine. I I don't know. But I'm just gonna guess it anyway. Was it Brian Urlacher? That Hell is correct. <laughs> Let's go. See us how we get ass. Okay. So we have two questions left. Um I'm gonna have to be the one asking the questions next week. Is this that bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Corey, we have two and seven left. Let's roll with two. Number two. In the Snyder era, only two drafted players have ever won a Super Bowl. (laughs) One is Bashad Breland, Kansas City Chiefs. Name the other player. In the Snyder era. Yes. Fuller. Kendall Fuller. I mean, that is the other person. Wait, sorry. It's three players. Okay. Right. I was, I was oh, going to say. Sorry. I was like, All right, I was going to say points. three players. Breland and Fuller. Sorry, I meant to put Fuller there. Breland and Fuller are two of them. Mm-hmm. Name the third player. In the Snyder era that won a Super Bowl. Yes. And they were players that we drafted. Yep. I know the answer. But I'll, I'll let Corey go first. The Snyder error that we drafted. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a hint. Hmm. He was on that team. Yeah, I know the answer. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, he was on that team, and we drafted him. I'm stuck. I don't know, Cliff. I'm stuck. Oh, Austin Reader. That is correct. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I wasn't even thinking about that <laughs> bum ass nigga because he do Hey, I mean, right? he's a bum, but he's a champion. He was as with well. the Chiefs, too. He was with the Chiefs, right? He was with the yeah. Chiefs, yeah. 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 Okay, we have one more question. And I'll just go ahead and ask it. This is year. 22, this will be the 22nd draft of the Snyder era. We we were known at one point to never have first-round picks. How many times have we not had a first-round pick in the Snyder era? And, okay, so, so that's include us 98, well, starting 99, correct? Yes, yes, starting 99. All right, okay. Don't need a number, folks. Don't be on that Google machine. I thought Paul was going first. Go ahead, Paul. Um, I six. That is incorrect. Damn. I was going to say four. That is also correct. The number is five. Fuck. Damn. All right. Twenty thirteen. 
2013, yeah. 2014, you have one. You have one 09. in 2000. Uh, got a rack bone in the first round. You didn't have one in 2006. And I know for a fact you didn't have one in 2003. Tyler, 2003, I drafted Taylor Jacobs. Uh, mm-hmm. 06, you got what? HB Blades, I think, in round two. HB <laughs> Blades. Nah, oh, no. Like Rocky, Rocky McIntosh. McIntosh. Rocky McIntosh. Rocky. HB Blades. My bad. My bad. My bad, Rocky. My bad, Rocky. I'm disrespecting <laughs> you like shit. And 2008 was the debacle with the fucking. Uh, All the Davis. second round picks. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously RG3 trade. Five. God damn. Yeah. I can't count. Damn. Well, I'm gonna ask the questions on the next one because I'm tired of embarrassing myself. I'm a lot better than what I'm showing. It's fucking ridiculous. I Man. thought for sure. I thought for sure you'd get the one with Austin Reader just because it was just like two years ago. I was like, okay, well, I see Fuller and Brashad and, and Reader all getting rings without us. I got two geek when I said Kendall Fuller. I, when Cliff was like, no, it's the third one. I was like, well, I'm <laughs> yeah, that was my fault. That was my fault. Oh. Uh, that was good. That's good. Oh. I'm definitely, no, I'm definitely good shit, running bro. that back. Yeah, running that back throughout definitely. the season for sure. 